Hello, welcome to the JZ Head podcast. My name is Dr. Rufaro Mucheka and I will be your host for this episode. I am the business development lead for JZ Finance for Africa and focusing on the South African market. We are going to be talking about capital raising in South Africa. In the podcast series, I will be joined by female leaders from across the African financial services landscape, each of them experts in their own fields. I'm really pleased to be joined today by Andrea Bowman, partner at Knife Capital. Andrea, welcome and thank you for joining us. Please tell our listeners a bit about yourself. Rufawa, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, so about myself, as you can hear from my accent, I am not from South Africa. I'm actually originally from Germany, but living in South Africa now for the last 25 years. I am uh, one of the partners at Knife Capital. Knife Capital is a venture capital fund with location in Cape Town. That's where I'm based, um, but then also an office in London and in Jersey. We normally invest in innovation-driven, technology-enabled Series A to Series B companies and, yeah, have been around for the last 15 years. Wow. And I think you love South Africa. You love the weather. You don't regret being in Africa where innovation is thriving. Take gender out of the equation. How do you describe the current landscape in South Africa in relation to capital raising? Busy. Busy for busy, busy for sure. There are a number of funds that are currently uh, capital raising, but it is complex. I mean, if you kind of go and look at the funding landscape for funds, then uh, it normally comprises a lot of institutional investors, typical kind of banks, institutions, and uh, if you kind of go and, and, and look at South Africa, this has in the past really been an area where not much money has flown into the asset class of, of, of venture capital. But for sure, there are now more and more funds coming up, more and more first-time funds, as well as funds that are trying to kind of raise their kind of second, or in our case, of the kind of third fund. So it's definitely a very active environment at the moment. What, of course, all that also means is that a lot of funds are all kind of fighting to kind of go and get money from the same kind of LPs, which, of course, really then means that you need to kind of go and differentiate yourself and kind of go and have the track record that gives confidence in LPs to kind of go and allocate funding to yourself. And I think now with your 15 years, you have really become an expert in putting that investment case together. Um, yeah, so as an experienced entrepreneur and venture capital investor in Africa and thinking about South Africa specifically, when did you first come across having to raise global capital for your business? What was this experience like? And maybe in addition, among your network, what are you hearing about jurisdictional choices uh, today in the last year? pre or post uh, the pandemic? Sure. So South Africa is, of course, a quite complex place for many, many reasons, uh, because of the political past and, and, and current kind of political environment. So South Africa is a beautiful place. South Africa is a place of opportunity. So on the one hand, there is a lot of willingness to kind of go and invest in South Africa and in South African entrepreneurs. 
But on the other hand, there's also this constant feeling of political risk. What does it mean? Compliance. And we always have to kind of go and, 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 and balance those things. So because it is relatively difficult to kind of go and raise a fund of a, at least a bit of significant size, purely from investors from South Africa, we all have to kind of go and look for international LPs. And international LPs see the investment opportunity in terms of us as fund managers investing in South African entrepreneurs. But they are quite often reluctant to kind of go and invest in a South African domiciled fund. And I think one of those complex, these are one of the complexities that we as fund managers, of course, have to kind of go and balance. So we cannot raise purely from South African LPs because simply there aren't enough. So we have to kind of go and look for institution for, for international investors, institutional investors. We have to look for DFIs. And those would normally kind of go and say, well, yes, we understand your investment thesis. We really kind of go and like what you're doing, we understand what you want to kind of go and do. But as part of our risk mitigation, we really would like to kind of go and have a fund that is potentially not kind of registered in South Africa, that's registered somewhere else. And that has always been one of the challenges then for us as South African-based fund managers. Where do we do this? How do we do this? What is the best location? What is the best, what, is, what makes us the most attractive to institutional investors. Wow, this, I think for me, this is where Jez really comes in, uh, given that, you know, you you also have a structure which is based in Jersey. And maybe on, on that note, it would be nice just to get an idea of how did you decide on Jersey, Andrea? We did a lot of homework. I mean, we looked at a number of, of, uh, of locations. So it's not as if it was something that was like, an easy decision for us. So what we really looked for, of course, is first of all, credibility. We need to kind of go and, and find a location that if we say, this is where our fund is based, this is kind of international investors are going to go and look at this and saying, yes, this gives us this warm, fuzzy feeling of this is a this is the right kind of place. And what does it mean it's the right kind of place? First of all, it means that there are the right skills available. It's It has a, the right kind of reputation. It has the right kind of legal and governance framework. It's not a, let's say, tax avoidance place and, and so on. So it, it really needed to kind of go and cover a lot of, of different kind of facets. And um, so we really kind of go and spend months looking at a lot of different kind of geographies talked to a lot of particularly institutional investors. We looked, we spoke to a lot of DFIs and kind of asked them which location would give you comfort. If, because, I mean, we, of course, had the choice. We could do this. And to be honest, Jersey came up as, well, the ideal place. And that's, at the end, then why we decided it would be Jersey. Wow. Thank you so much, Andrea, for that. And I think this really brings me to a point where we actually have a roadshow that is uh, taking place in December. And on that roadshow, though we are going to speak on private wealth, we are really going to focus a lot on our expertise, especially on the fund side of the business. So for those that haven't registered, I think it's time for them to really go out there. We have got links on, on our website. Uh, we also have uh, a lot of information on, um, on LinkedIn. 
um, yeah, for them to register and come and hear more about Jersey because we do have experts that are going to come all the way from Jersey as part of the delegation that will share lots of insights and information about why Jersey is really set up and for those that want to raise capital. As a final question, given it is not easy to make it in this industry, especially in Africa and more so South Africa, what are your last words for aspiring fund managers? It's, it's, it's always an interesting question, and I wish I had, of course, the absolute kind of complete answer to that. But uh, I think, first of all, sure, it is a little bit about consistency, and it's about consistency, it's about persistence. But to be honest, it's, it's, it's also about doing your homework, like, for example, setting up the, structure, the fund in the right kind of structure, making sure that you have from a compliance point of view, that you have really ticked every box. Make sure that your investment thesis is really differentiated. Make sure that you have a sound network of, of partners that, whether that's you know, deal sourcing or, or everything, that really kind of go and A, can vouch for you, but also can kind of go and help you and support you in being successful. Um, I don't think that you can be successful as a fund in isolation. You really need to kind of go and understand that you're a part of an ecosystem. And as much as you as a fund manager have to be successful, the ecosystem has to be successful. And I think if one kind of go and understands that role um, and the role each one of us kind of go and plays in that ecosystem, then I think that's that's an important step towards being successful. You know what? Now you remind me of the conversation that we had at our women's event uh, where you really spoke about the journey uh, that Life Capital really took to be where it is today. And also being able to aspire, you know, to aspire and inspire, especially the young uh, fund managers that are actually entering the space. Thank you again, Andrea, for joining us today. That was my final question and concludes this episode of Jersey Head. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to Jersey Head and follow us on our social media channels. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>